Welcome to this podcast from Riverside Church Whitstable. We hope you find it helpful and encouraging. If you would like to find out more information about us, why not check out our website at riversideuk.org, our Facebook page, or follow us on Twitter at WhitRiverside. Right, we're going to move straight on. So, um, so I'm going to be looking back today. We had a Vision Sunday in February. And I'm going to be looking back and seeing how have we done since then? What, have we, um, what do we feel we've achieved? So today's all about looking back in celebration and also looking forward. So um, at 11.30-ish, I'm not sure it's going to be 11.30, so we'll skip over that. When it's over, hopefully before 12 o'clock, you will then get the chance, as I said, to wander around the different rooms. And Simon will explain those. Um, so at our last Vision Sunday in February, we talked about a vision of being more connected, and if any of you remember. And this is the slide that we showed describing our desire to be more connected to God, to each other, to our community, to ministry and mission, and to our wider church family. So how have we been fulfilling vision so far? So to God, more connected to God. Many people are experiencing significant spiritual growth and transformation in their personal lives. It's happening through Sunday services, but also through the Freedom in Christ courses, prayer ministry, healing rooms, small groups. And Simon and I are privileged to hear lots of these stories, which obviously we we don't share with everybody. We hear lots of stories of how people's lives are changing, which is so encouraging. As a church, we're growing in our confidence in our identity in Christ, and we're being able to minister in the power of the Holy Spirit more effectively. We're getting better at being naturally supernatural, offering to pray for people wherever we are, whether it's at work or in the supermarket or the streets, telling people about Jesus. We're getting better at just doing the stuff, as John Wimber said, the stuff that Jesus told us to do. Every day, everywhere, and that's really great. We're expectant in our worship and prayer gatherings to encounter the presence of God. So our spiritual hunger is definitely increasing. More connected to each other. Our relationships are deepening in authenticity and love. And we've shared more exciting and challenging situations together with God. And he's using those circumstances to strengthen us as a family. We talked about being a church that welcomes people and we do continue to grow and be a welcoming community on a Sunday and during the week. The vast majority of people who come to Riverside, um, for whatever reason, have a positive experience and they do tell us. And you are to be celebrated for that because me and Simon can't talk to everybody and can't be everywhere all the time. But you all are and you contribute to making Riverside such a positive environment that is friendly, um, family orientated and people do notice and they do tell us. So thank you for that. More connected to our community. I was trying to describe a day at Riverside, any day, to someone recently. And it's really hard to, because every day is so different. And we do have the privilege of, of witnessing that all through the week. And it is, it's quite crazy sometimes, but it's such a blessing. You could do with one of those video booths that they have at a party where you capture people's expressions or little soundbite of what they feel. Because we do have some wonderful reactions from so many different people. Because we're so much more than a building. But this space does give us incredible opportunities to redefine what the word church actually means. 
And years ago, Simon uh, had a picture from God, and it was a picture of a rug. Only the rug didn't have a finished border. You might remember him sharing this before. It didn't have a hemmed border. It wasn't a very neat rug. But it, was, um, it had um, like fronds that came out, and it was frayed and irregular. And God said that he wanted his church to be like that rug. The fronds of the rug reaching out, the fronds of the church reaching out into the community in all sorts of different ways, creating many points of contact for lots of different people. There was no hard line where church started and where church stopped. And that is what Riverside is for so many people, a place where they encounter God's presence just by coming in seven days a week. Our on-site partners, which is Caldicott, which is a fostering agency, CXK, which is um, an organisation that empower young people and young adults, we have Food Bank and Oyster Cars, they tell us that they love being part of Riverside. We recently started a partners coffee and cake break, which is really exciting. We've only had one, but it was a, it's going to be a regular time where we have coffee and cake um, and just have a chance to chat with all the partners and for us to have an opportunity to ask them if there's anything that we can be praying for for them and support these organisations. And I say all this to say that you can be really proud of Riverside's reputation in the community, but we still want that to grow. We want it to get more. It's great at the moment, but there's so many more people. There's still people who come in all the time, every day, and say, I had no idea that this place was here, which is great, but it's like, oh, you know, we need, to, we need our reputation to spread further. And I'm now going to welcome Jackie, who's going to talk about the cafe. Is it hot in here? Because I'm hot up here, and there's people fanning themselves if you buy a radiator and you want to turn it down to one or zero, because you're all... <laughs> okay, wherever you are, some are hot. Come on, Jackie, let's give Jackie a big welcome. I'll stick it out. Oh, it's Thank you. All right. Good morning, Riverside. I've been asked to uh, just give you a bit of an overview of what life is like at Riverside Cafe. And as Keely said, no no two days are the same. Back in July, I wrote what I called, very boldly, a mission statement for the cafe, which is basically just a description of the ethos and the aims and objectives that we have for the cafe. And when I was asked to do this talk, I had a, a look at them, and I was really pleased to see that we were on our way to meeting most of them. Um, there we go. Thank you. <laughs> right, so uh, this is the words for the eight, my mission statement are up there, but I'm just going to try and describe how we meet them for you. So we want it to be a place where people feel welcome and cared for. Um, a couple of examples of that. We have a couple that come in, and the husband is living with dementia. And the wife is happy to bring him up to Riverside because he, they know that we'll get him a chair that he can sit in. They can ask for his food to be prepared in such a way that he can manage to eat it independently. He maintains his independence and his self-respect because we get to know them and they feel relaxed and happy with us. We also had a couple that came in a couple of weeks ago um, and the lady just came up to the counter and said, is there someone here that could pray with me? I've got a lot of trouble, lots of problems in my family and I just really would appreciate it if someone could pray. Now her husband didn't feel the same way so just by chance uh, Val and Christine were in the cafe and so Keely matched them up and they went and prayed while the the husband stayed in the cafe eating bread pudding and chatting with the staff and he felt comfortable and she had the prayer that she wanted and she needed 
So that is, that's where we feel people are being valued. Now, our staff are our main asset, and I really believe this. Um, they're an amazing bunch. They're also a very good-looking bunch, but must be a very humble bunch because they wouldn't let me put a photograph up of them. <laughs> so um, I will try and describe the team. The team is there are six of us, uh, three girls, three boys, so quite well-balanced. Um, there's myself, and there's Lydia Bushell and Kath Haynes. I don't know, not all of you know that Kath is working with us now, so she's there. And then there are three young men working with us, Jake, George, and Rob, uh, Jake and George are out there now. Just to warn you, if Jake serves you, he will try and sell you cake. He will, yes. yeah. His nickname is Jake the Cake, and he certainly holds the record for the most number of pieces of cake sold in a shift. So, <laughs> um, Now, not all our members of staff are Christians, and I think it's really great because they are seeing church done really well at Riverside. They're actually at the sharp end of what we're doing they are delivering the compassion they're feeding the homeless people they're seeing us giving things away to the families and they are really engaging in it and they are passionate about it and they call, their term they use is that they are part of Riverside community and that's brilliant so pray for the staff Uh, go and introduce yourself Uh, if that means buying a coffee, I'm not objecting (laughs) so So they also have a massive potential. And although I don't want them to leave, I think they need to realise their potential and go on and do great things. So, okay, so we also want to benefit the community. Um, I don't know why we call it the lower lounge area, because we only have one lounge area. It's a bit lower, but... So that is used pretty much every day of the week by groups who are trying to engage with community. We've got uh, coffee morning every Monday... If you want to join the coffee morning, see, is Jan here today? Jan Easter, go meet Jan. Um, it's just a place where you can make friends, meet people and share time together. Uh, we have Knit and Natter on a Tuesday. We have a crochet group on Wednesday. Thursday we're currently empty and I'm thinking maybe we can do a dementia-friendly cafe. We're working on that one. And Friday we have a cribbage group. Now cribbage, for those young people who don't know, is a very complicated card game with pegs and all sorts of things. Uh, The cafe staff like to call it the quidditch group, but we've not seen anybody flying a broomstick yet. So um, they're weekly activities. We have two monthly groups that use it. One is Parkinson support and the other is carer support. And we're able to really get to know these people Um, Unfortunately, one of the Parkinson's support people passed away um, a couple of weeks ago. But his wife asked us to do the catering for his funeral, and we were able to offer her emotional support and practical support. So just more connections being built there. Um, Right, next bit. We want to look after the homeless and people less advantaged. A lot of people have wanted to know what our Pay It Forward scheme is. This is a board you'll see in the cafe. It's on, as you look at the counter, on the right-hand side. It's a scheme where generous customers can put money behind the counter for people who come in who can't afford meals themselves. It can be the homeless people. It's sometimes people who come to Grow Baby. Um, But it's pre-funded for them. Now, on this board... Where it says meals, it's never going to say zero. All right? Even if there's nothing in the pay-it-forward box, at Riverside, nobody's going to come in and ask for a meal 
and find that there's nothing there because we will fund it as a church. But if you want to contribute to it, then please do. Just tell the staff they know how to deal with it and they put the money aside and make sure it goes to the right places. So, And also, um, we have connections with homeless people. I think a lot of you met Andy, um, our homeless man. Now, he's, he was wonderful. We, he really got to trust us and we cared for him and loved him. And he really came to a knowledge and has come to a knowledge of Jesus. Now, he's gone AWOL at the moment, um, but we just need to keep praying for him. We need to learn how to really help these people, that, the homeless people that God puts us in contact with. Um, so just keep praying for Andy and note when he comes back that he knows he's really loved. And the first point of contact he'll have is coming back into the cafe. So, and he'll come and see us and he'll come f- and ask for his food and his drink. So this pay it forward scheme is really important. We've also got a couple at the moment who are homeless and they're living in a car. And they've been living in a car since May. But they've been coming to the cafe. We've got to know them. We've built relationship with them. They're starting to trust us. And Keely has been able to get really involved with their case. And please, please pray. On Tuesday, they may be offered a place to live. And this is a difference that we can make in people's lives. So, yeah, please pray for them for Tuesday that we get a really, really good outcome for them. So, okay, right. Price, when we're buying stuff, it's got to be a significant factor. We've got to look at the costings, but we want to do it well. Uh, We're trying to work on the single-use plastics, but the biggest thing we've done is change our coffee bean supplier. Uh, we now get our coffee from somewhere in the Congo, and it's a charity, Rebuild Women's Hope. So when you're buying a coffee, you're enjoying your coffee, you're supporting the cafe, but you're supporting these women who have no, had no income before. They're now able to earn an income through the coffee that they grow. So, say, threefold benefit of buying a coffee at Riverside. Um, okay. Yeah, so we also, we are obviously, our main aim at the cafe is to, is to be a charity, really. We are run, we have to, we do run as a business, and sometimes you'll see us catering for conference hire or room hire, and that does help to generate income because we don't want to be a drain on the church. We want to self-fund as much as we can. We do business, we um, cater for outside offices when they have meetings and things like that. But our primary concern, as it says there, is it will be our aim to contribute to and complement the work and life of the church to bring community transformation. And that is really what Riverside Cafe is about. Thank you so much. If you've never been in the week, I would really encourage you to just pop in and have a coffee and just see what goes on and just be part of it. Um, there's lots of people who could actually get up here to, to share with you about that. I know Mel would be chomping at the bit to come up and tell you how what she sees when she's on the desk. Um, it is a great place to be. Sunday is just a very small snapshot and the cafe is the front-facing part of Riverside and it's so important that that um, is a compassionate place, that it's um, generating money for ministry, but also that we're, we're giving food away and doing lots of other things and I'm sure we're only scratching the surface at what God's going to do. Anyway, pressing on, I can tell you we're not going to be finished by half eleven. More connected to ministries and mission. 
So since February, we've seen the continued growth of Haven. As Paul said, we now are opening two days a week. Uh, That's the homeless project supported by Churches Together. I'm a trustee of that, so I help steer the development uh, about that. And it's a really exciting place to be. And thank you to... We have lots of volunteers from Riverside who go to Haven. Put your hand up if you're a Haven volunteer. Not everybody's here today. There are quite a few, or they're being shy. Um, But it's a... uh, You two, what were you two doing? Mir and Nigel are there all the time. Linda, who else? Rose, there's lots of people. Um, It's a great place to be. Again, they need more volunteers, so um, please do pray for that or maybe volunteer yourself. Um, We launched Grow Baby in June, if you remember that, our ministry which provides uh, free, totally free, baby clothes and equipment to those who need it. There's no questions asked, and that's a really important thing that we believe Riverside uh, is going to be a place where there's no forms to fill in. Uh, it's not like based on how much you earn. It's if you need it and you feel you can come to us and ask, then we freely give. And we want to be known as a generous church. But again, we always need more people. Since September, really, we had a, we had a couple of months, as I shared a couple of weeks ago, of just building our stock and the community and people here and from Tots have been massively generous with their donations. But then we were like, we need people to give this to. But since September, God has brought the people and it's just growing and growing and more contacts and, and they're realising. So we now need more volunteers on a Monday afternoon to help sort the clothes, but also to be there for the clients because when they come in, they need one-to-one, they need talking to... And we are building some great relationships with those. And also if you can take a bag of washing ever, because we like to put everything in the boxes clean. So if that's you, come and talk to us. We're going to be round the corner, past our office in the lobby area, uh, all the compassion stuff. So come and find out about that and maybe how you can get involved. We've hosted various MAF events, MAF, including a plane on the car park. And we've become an open doors partnership church, bringing relief to those who are persecuted for their faith across the world. We continue to support the Grassroots Trust, which is building homes for those in extreme poverty in Romania. Um, We also support Canterbury Christian Schools Work Trust, and we heard from those uh, people a few weeks in secondary schools to, you know, do self-esteem workshops, but also to share the love of God, and they have an incredible opportunity to do that. We ran another large-scale Alpha course this year with around 30 attendees, and some people made a commitment to Christ for the first time. And again, you heard Tom's testimony last week, which was fantastic. Healing on the Streets was relaunched, uh, this time in Herne Bay. Um, and also a prayer gathering was started at the Sailing Club in Herne Bay. Um, I could go on and mention lots of other missional things like Stitch and Chat, Classics, but actually we believe that every single thing that we do here at Riverside is mission and outreach. And, uh, and ministry and all the support groups that Jackie talked about, every one of them is so important to us. It's all part of the ministry and mission of the kingdom. Uh, more connected to church family. We're in a great relationship with uh, 11 of the churches in the town through the Whitstable area and the churches together. These include Anglican, Catholic, Baptist, Methodist, Free, United Reform and NFI churches and us. And these churches support the, the joint projects, which is Haven, Food Bank, Christians Against Poverty, and Street Pastors. Those are four amazing projects that we all work together with as churches, which, which is such a strength. And then we do events like the Walk of Witness and See Sunday and lots of other things. Just so that you know, we're welcoming two new leaders to the churches together. So Emmanuel Agre-Ogo has taken over from Helen at St. John's Methodist Church, and he'll be speaking at the... Um, 
service next week if you'd like to meet him and see him. He's at the joint service. And Paulette Stubbings will be the new vicar of St. Alphage at the end of October at Seasorter. And the way the churches work together is just a real lovely uh, expression of unity, and it's a privilege to be part of that. And we also, uh, since February, have connected with the wider church family through the first wildfires event, which was great, um, as we gathered at Whiston House to see more of the Holy Spirit's fire in our lives um, and our churches and in our towns. And those who went had a fantastic time. We are planning on going again in May, so I'd really encourage you to come and chat to us or go online. But don't book. You need to get a code from me. But it was a fabulous time, and we want that to increase um, as we go on. And lastly, we move from being an independent church to being part of the Vineyard Church family. And that's a growing movement and family of churches across the world. Now, John and Debbie are the pastors of Trent Vineyard um, in Nottingham, but they're also the national directors of the Vineyard in UK and Ireland. And they've sent us a little video um, of welcome and encouragement. Hello, Hello Simon, Simon and Keeley and, and all at Riverside, Riverside Vineyard Whitstable. As you know, Simon and Keeley have been much loved and respected in the vineyard. We've known them for over 20 years, and now you are all part of the family, and we couldn't be more excited. What a joy it is to welcome you all, and of course, those yet to come. As the vineyard family, we are extending God's kingdom together, everywhere, in every way. And that's exactly what you are doing. You're doing such good things. You're loving the community. You're welcoming everyone. Yours is a church where people can encounter God. His presence is felt. His love in, and changing power is real. It's a place of compassion. It's a place of prayer. It's a place where people are trained and equipped. You are reflecting Jesus. Reaching out to those who don't know him. Ministering to the broken. And we thank the Lord for you. And pray that you will continue to flourish. May God, May God bless, bless you all. That was lovely. Um, other highlights since February. On the financial front, the sale of Phase 4 to Oyster Cars was completed, uh, with a portion of this money has been designated and set aside towards the refurbishment of Phase 3, which you can go and find out about today. We have applied to the Western Anniversary Fund for a £150,000 grant towards the first stage of Phase 3, and we should be hearing in the next couple of weeks about whether we've been successful in the first stage. So please be praying about that. That would make a massive, huge difference. Um, our loans from Charity Bank for the uh, refurbishment of Phase 1 and 2 have all been consolidated into one mortgage with the HSBC, and we won a £9,000 grant for the lighting, the solar lighting on the car park from Virador. And we've also installed new flags at the front so that we're more visible as a church. And quite a lot of people have seen those, and that is helping people know who we are. So those are just a few of the highlights uh, from the last six months. There are many more, but obviously we haven't got a lot of time. Um, we've got so much to celebrate, to celebrate all that God has done. Wasn't it great to hear from Keely all the great things that God's doing? So much to celebrate, so much to celebrate. We're trying to pack it all into a, a Sunday morning. It's kind of tough, and we're way, way over time already, so never mind. Hope your Sunday lunches are all on an extra hour today. Is that okay? So I'm going to look forward now, look forward uh, into really what we feel God's got for us. Someone once said that vision is a compelling picture of how the future must be. 
So vision is never designed just to be a portrait on a wall that we look at. Vision is something that draws us into the future. In fact, it's something that we feel has to happen. It motivates us. It moves us into a preferred future, and that's what vision does. And um, as Keely mentioned today, you've got the chance when I finish talking to go and chat to some of our guys round and about the place. We've got seven different connection points today um, scattered around the building. We've got... Um, Matt's then in phase three with, uh, with uh, Mark Bushell, and he'll tell you all about our plans for that part of the building and how we hope to see uh, that uh, help us fulfill the, uh, the call we feel God's got on our lives. So uh, Matt's part of the trust board. He's down there with uh, Mark Bushell. And then you've got leading and stewarding in room one. Uh, that's uh, our chair of trustees, Kirstein, with Chris, who's also a trustee and a senior leadership team member. And they're going to talk about all things to do with finances, governance, and communication in the life of the church. So catch up with those guys if you're interested in that. And then in room two, we've got looking out. And this is all about our passion to keep reaching out, keep connecting with our community. Alan and Alison Chalkley, who are members of our SLT, are there with Kim. And you can go and chat to those guys about all the things that happen uh, within the life of Riverside that reach out and connect with different people. Growing spiritually in room two, that's myself and Christine, who helps to run our Freedom in Christ courses. Darlene's there, and Mark and Rachel, looking at prayer, worship, and all different elements of how we use different things within the life of the church to keep us growing, to keep us growing in God and uh, maturing in Christ. Being part of the family in room four, this is what it means to be part of Riverside. Deb's there with Malcolm. Deb's part of our senior leadership team, and Malcolm runs a small group, and uh, you can chat to these guys about what it means to be connected to Riverside family. We talk about five S's. We talk about Sundays, small groups, serving, support, and spiritual growth. And these are the things that we uh, look at to say, you know, if you're part of the family, these are the things that are going on in your lives. And you can talk to those guys all about those S's uh, and also about things like serving on teams or being part of a small group. Then children and youth in room four, Paul Newman, who's part of our trust board with his wife Linda, will be there. Also Sarah Davis, Mel and Rose will be there to talk about all the different stuff that we do with young people and our vision to see that continue. And lastly, Keely mentioned, round in the lobby, we're looking at cultivating compassion, uh, all the different things that we're trying to do to grow in compassion and generosity in touching our community. So Keely's there with Angela Izzard, who's part of SLT, and Kath Haynes, who works with Canterbury Food Bank. Those guys are round there. You can chat to them about Grow Baby, Food Bank Haven, and also our vision for things like Night Shelter. So lots of different connection points for you that you can go and uh, meet different members of the senior leadership team and trust board today. Particularly if you haven't met them, go and say hi, introduce yourself and connect. You can bring your questions, your ideas, your thoughts and dreams, and this is the chance for you to connect in a wider way with the leadership team in the church. When you've done connecting, you can grab a coffee as normal uh, in the cafe and lower lounge. But please don't carry your coffees around the building with you because we don't want any hot drink accidents today. Is that okay? So that's great. And also Gavin McGee's a sweeper. He's there to help you if you get lost. So he'll, um, he'll scoop you up and get you to coffee as fast as you need to if you get lost around this part of the building somewhere. So before we get into looking forward, I'll just to pause really and just think about um, some of the... Lo- there's been a lot of change at Riverside, hasn't there, over the past uh, months and years. Uh, on my second preach here back in November 2015, the second time I preached here, I showed you a picture. And it was this picture, and it was the change cycle. And we talked about how when healthy things grow, that growth will always bring change. And that change invariably will bring challenge. And uh, many of us, we don't like change, do we? We like things to stay fairly the same. We like our routines. So when change comes, it brings challenge. But that challenge gives us an opportunity to push into trust. 
and we deepen our trust in God and we deepen our trust in each other. And as we deepen our trust, well, we mature. And as we mature, we get healthier. And guess what? We grow and we change. And that brings challenge. Anyone who's got a family knows exactly how this works. Um, because when you think your kids are small, when they grow up, they'll be no problem to you. But they still continue to be a problem to you as they get older. And they still bring challenge as they change. Um, and so, in a sense, change and challenge is always with us. But the great thing about that is so is a deepening trust and so is a maturity and a growth. So we have this, this cycle that we're all part of. And back in 2015, I shared with you, I felt we were in a crossing over moment, just like the Israelites were about to cross over into the promised land. I felt we were in a crossing over moment too. And uh, we looked at the book uh, of Joshua and we looked at where the, the whole generation had passed away because Joshua and Caleb had gone into the promised land and they'd come back and said, yes, it's the land we should push into. But the people that went with them said, no, it's, it's too challenging. There's giants in the land. We can't possibly go in there. And uh, many people, well, all of the people actually, said, we're not going to go. And so they were left for 40 years in the wilderness to pass away. 40 years to represent the 40 days that they spent exploring the land. And at this point, only Joshua and Caleb remain of the original generation because the Bible says they had a different spirit within them. They had a spirit that was a faith-filled spirit, a, a believing spirit. And uh, they were now ready to, to cross over into the promised land again, taking a whole new generation with them. And uh, they said this to the people. They said, consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things amongst you. And this is the word I brought to Riverside back in 2015 when we first arrived from Birmingham. And I feel it's still absolutely true today. I still believe we're in the process of crossing over into all that God has for us. And as we've heard some of the stories today about all the fantastic stuff God is doing, it's part of the crossing over into the fullness of what God has for us. And I looked at the word consecrate with you, and we looked at the different meanings of consecrate, and it means all these words. It means to keep, to prepare, to proclaim, to purify, and sanctify. And we looked at that, and we said, what would it mean to consecrate ourselves? What was the Lord asking us to treasure or to steward? What were we going to take with us from our past, our legacy? What was the Lord asking us to make ready? How were we preparing for the crossing over? What was the Lord asking us to declare in our spirits and our speech? What heart work did we need to do? What needs to go on inside to help us cross over? And what was the Lord asking us to pick up? And what was the Lord asking us to leave behind? And these elements form part of our culture of consecration here at Riverside. Because I still believe that God has amazing things for us to do. But consecration is so important. A few weeks ago when I was praying here at a prayer meeting, I saw, I mentioned to you, the whole the floor of Riverside become like burnished bronze. And burnished bronze in the Bible is a metaphor for God's holiness and God's presence. And so I really feel that consecration word is still absolutely valid for us today because God is in the process of refining us so he can use us for amazing things. Jesus said in John 17, For them I sanctify myself, that they too may be fully, truly sanctified. So Jesus led a life that was consecrated to God, so that you and I could also be consecrated to God. Jesus is our way in, and he's our way on. We continue in him, in consecration. And God has begun to do amazing things in us and through us. But these are in the first shoots, I believe, of what God wants to do in the life of this church and through this church. And the enemy is not happy with what's happening here at Riverside. He's not happy because our presence, our influence, is a threat to him and his status quo in the area. 
and in people's lives. His very name Satan means to accuse or to slander. It means someone who opposes the will of God. And we've been through a lot of change recently, and that brought, has brought a lot of challenge to us. And if you allow me, I want to use the analogy for a second of, of flying. When you go on your holidays, you go on one of these, don't you, if you go overseas, or you get the ferry, but normally one of these. And the pilot tries to level, do his level best to keep the plane level and gentle, and all the turns are slow and gentle, and your drink stays firmly on your tray, and everything is nice. He wants you to have a good experience. He wants you to come back and fly with that particular airline again. And if the captain receives a bad weather report, he'll say to you, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to experience a little bit of turbulence. If you'd like to return to your seat and put your seatbelt on, the seatbelt warning light comes on, and you sit down, you clip in, and a few bumps later, everything is fine. If things get really bumpy and the wings start rattling, and my wife normally says they're supposed to make that noise, um, then the air stewards will walk around and reassure you that everything's fine. They might even start serving food just to really reassure you that everything's fine. Not the hot soup, though, because that doesn't work very well. But they'll, they'll try and reassure you that the, everything's safe and the plane is in good hands. Now, if the air stewards actually sit down, belt in, and start praying, then you know you've potentially got some problems to worry about. We've been through a lot of turbulence recently as a church, haven't we? Significant change. We've, we've become a different church in many ways. We've become part of a bigger church movement. We've had changes in our cafe. We have changes in our staff. Significant changes have taken place. And that's brought a lot of turbulence to the life of the church. And I think in some things, as a team, the leadership team, we've done our air stewardship thing quite well. We've been around. we tried to help that transition. Things like the, um, the vineyard process was a 12-month process where we felt we did quite well at helping people change and move through that process. In other things, through various circumstances, it's been harder. We haven't always been there present to help you make the transition and to make the change seem less painful. And for some of you, you might even felt unsafe or uninformed. And I want to say to you today, it's never been our intent to do that as a team. It's never been our intent to make you feel insecure or unsafe or uninformed. And we're genuinely sorry if you've had some hurt because of that. Uh, We're absolutely committed to growing in communication in the life of this church as we move forward. And as the church continues to grow, we want to do two events like this per year to help with that process of communication and connection. We want to maintain that sense of family as we grow because the two aren't opposed to each other. We can be family and we can grow. We don't have to maintain the size we are just to maintain a sense of family and connection. We're not expecting any more significant turbulence, but it may come. And our hope is that with us and, th- um, and together, we can, we can shoulder that turbulence as it comes, but we will commit to communicating and keeping you informed and reassured to the best of our ability. It's really important that you help us in that because we, we communicate with you in all sorts of different ways. We use Sundays, we use small groups, we use emails, texts, we use church suite. We use many different ways to communicate with you. You can help us by cascading information down. You, know, you can help us by filling in the blanks. And you can help us by checking in if you're unclear about what's been said or what's been communicated. In the near future, we're looking to employ two new assistant pastors in the life of the church. One with a primary responsibility for children and youth, and one with a primary responsibility for communications and operations in the life of Riverside. And in that process, there'll be communication and there'll be consultation. Okay, We'll do our level best to communicate with you as that process develops helping us pray to make sure the right people 
come on staff at Riverside, and we'll be doing a consultation piece. Some of you might invite onto a, onto a process of consultation to help us find the right people to employ at Riverside. Both pieces are essential, but not everybody will always be involved in consultation. We'll do our best to do communication, but communication and consultation happen at different levels in the life of the church. And so I'd love you to ask you to do two things going forward from today. And this is a great thing to embed in your life anyway. Try to believe the best. Okay, It's a great rule to just hold in your heart about anything and about anyone. First of all, try to believe the best. And if we embed that culture in the life of the church, that's a wonderful culture that will grow honor in us moving forward. Secondly, if you feel like you haven't been communicated with, there's some possible reasons why. The first one, we might simply not have told you, okay? And that's because the nature of the information might be sensitive or we might have forgotten to tell you. You can help us by checking in and asking. That'd be wonderful. Secondly, you might have missed it. We might have done it on a Sunday. We might have done it through a text or an email or through our website. We're desperate to try and make sure those systems grow. The space shuttle had seven different systems in place. If one failed, the next one would kick in. If that failed, the next one would kick in. We can't guarantee we'll have seven methods of communication every time we communicate at Riverside, but we will try and use different streams to make sure the information does get to you. So it's really important. We've got your correct details. We have your email, and you've given us permission to contact you. And thirdly, you know, always check in because... The devil loves to work in the gaps. The devil loves to work in the gaps of misunderstanding and missed expectation. He loves to drive a wedge into those fractures and make them wider. So if you're ever unsure about something, just come and ask any member of the team and we'll provide you with the information that uh, is crucial. So looking forward then, guys. I was praying this week and I... I, was just, I got my old Bible at the loft, and my old Bible is full of just, I used to just write all over it. I don't do that anymore. I don't know why, but my first Bible, I stuck things in with cellar tape, and I wrote all over it, and I'm just looking back at some of the things I wrote. And in the front of the Bible, it's the first Bible Keely bought me in 1989. It said, the vision is always Jesus. And I thought, it is. <laughs> the vision is always Jesus. The Bible tells us he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So no vision that we put forward to you will ever eclipse Jesus. He will always be the vision. And we want to cross over into the more that God has for us as we center our lives around him. We're desperate to see people come to know Jesus. We're desperate to see people come to know Christ for the first time or people who've come back to recommit their lives. We're desperate to see that. We've, um, we've made these little connect cards for you. These are all around the building today. You can grab a few of these, put them in your wallet. This is Mia's idea. Mia said, can I have something that could go in my purse or wallet? So when someone asks me about Riverside, I can just hand this to them. It just says, we look forward to seeing you. And it's got some information on the back about us. And it's just that expectation that we're going to meet people who are interested in Jesus. And what we have here at Riverside is an opportunity for people to connect with Jesus. So I want to encourage you to keep sharing your faith. Let's keep developing that culture of invitation that we talked about. Expect God to want to use you in the supermarket, on the street. Expect that conversation to take place. We'll be running two alphas again next year. Again, we would love to, you to invite people and friends. They've been so effective so far in helping people connect with the gospel. Two of those happening next year. We want to get the building finished so that phase three becomes another portion, uh, a resource for us in terms of reaching out and connecting 
with the community. We can get our sports hall completed down there. Another great opportunity for people to come in and connect with us and the life of Riverside. If you want to find out more about that, go and chat to Matt uh, when I've finished. But as a church, we stand on two legs. We stand on two legs. And one leg is worship and one leg is compassion. That's what the family of God stands upon. And worship, it really isn't just about singing. Worship is a lifestyle. It expresses our passion for God. Our passion for God in every area of our lives. Jonathan Edwards, who was the great theologian and preacher, he said, we can't be people who do things for God without being a people who have a life with God. So we can do lots of stuff, but if our doing overcomes our being, we've missed the point. Okay? So all our doing flows out of our life with God. And so our first priority is to deepen our union with him, personally and corporately. So now we gather together, we're expecting that God's presence is going to be here and touch us. And I'm expecting that you are developing your secret life in God when I'm not around. That's my expectation. That's what you're doing. That's your, that's your responsibility. And so we, our, our leg of worship, we want to strengthen that. And our leg of compassion, we want to be a church of extravagant generosity. We want this building to pay for itself. Okay? So we want to get this building working so well that our hires and our events that we do here for our business side literally pays the mortgage. And then we can focus all our energies into ministry and mission. So we, we, we want to be this church of extravagant generosity, giving away to the poor and the needy, the vulnerable, having a voice for those who have no voice. That's our passion for Riverside. And the great thing is, guys, people find Riverside a place of refuge, a place of warmth. If you're living in a car... And you can come and sit in the cafe and enjoy the warmth and have free food and companionship. You can use the Wi-Fi. You can make the connections you need. Isn't that amazing? That's the place that we're becoming, and that's the place that people are seeing us as. But we do face many challenges. How do we engage a younger generation with the gospel? How do we address the growing social needs in our area? How do we balance being a church and a social organization? So that God is glorified through everything that we do. How do we run after the big dreams while being responsible and diligent with the small stuff and the main and the plain? And how do we become increasingly sold out for God and encourage other people to do the same? One of the most impairing things a leader or the leaders of an organization can say is, I don't know. And that's what I'm saying to you today. I don't know. But I do know that together... We can do it. I do know that together we can fulfill the vision that God has given us. God didn't give Keely and I a master plan in an envelope when we came down here that we're working through. Year one, year two, year three. We simply follow God down here in obedience and have tried to do that ever since we've been here. We don't fully know how God will take us into all that God wants Riverside to be. But we do know that we serve a great king. Amen? And we have a church full of passionate creative people who God has placed here with God-given ideas and dreams. I was praying this week and God led me to Daniel 7. And this is an extraordinary chapter. It's a visionary chapter. And it describes that Jesus as the Son of Man. And it talks about the kingdom of God. And it says this, He was given authority, glory, sovereign power. All nations and peoples of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will never pass away. And his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. This is the king we serve. 
This is the kingdom that is coming. Our role as pastors is not to tell you what to think or what to do. Our role of pastors is to point you back to the king. Amen? Point you back into his service. Our role is to help create an environment here that influences and empowers you to follow Jesus more closely. And so together we move into the more that God has for us. We move into the amazing things that God has planned for us. Jesus is always the vision. Always the vision. Hebrews 13.8. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we're hungry for him. We're hungry for his presence. We're hungry for him in every area of our lives. He is our consuming passion. And always will be. And we want, God to exp- we want people brought into that experience. We want them to experience Jesus just as we do. So why don't we stand together? Can I thank the children for being so well behaved with us today? You've been very patient. You've heard lots of words. In a moment, I want to release you to go, and if you want to go to the connection points that are around the building, I'm just going to pray. God's here with us today. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful that we're part of your great family and all that you're doing in us and through us, God. And we recognize these are just the first shoots, Lord, of everything that you do want to do. You're using us to bring kingdom transformation to the earth. And God, our heart cry today is that we will see more of you in our lives and in the life of our church. And Lord, as your servant Moses said, unless your presence goes with us, we won't be different from any other people on the face of the earth. So God, we long for your presence. We long for your presence. Come build your house. Now to him who can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine, to him be the glory. Amen. Guys, thank you for listening so patiently today. Uh, Your chance now to go and explore. Those are the seven connection points around the building. And on the doors, a little flyer to help you if you want to go and find one of those as well. So I look forward to chatting to you. Thank you for listening. If you would like to contact us about this talk, to hear more, or to find out about Riverside Church Whitstable, then visit our website at riversideuk.org. Also, you can contact us through our Facebook page or tweet us at WhitRiverside.